0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got Ruto, we got AJ, we got Jesse coming to you live on a Thursday. Look, before we jump in, I got DraftKings pick of the week for you. And I don't care about plus minus on the the value. I don't care about the odds. All I want to do is make a two pick parlay with the Denver Nuggets and the Florida Panthers. That's it. Go pick two champions. That's all. That's all you got to do for your DraftKings pick of the week. If you think I'm an idiot, pick others.
1: Yeah, I I know, but when you were like, I don't care about the plus minus. I was like, what the hell does that have to do with? But then I, was I like, yeah. realized you meant yeah, plus money, <laughs> negative. I, I got there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, my my reaction to I don't care about plus minus was like that should be our pod motto. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I was just, I was confused as how I was like, can you bet on plus minus? <laughs> like,
2: I was just excited to hate on plus minus again. <laughs> I spent all year having to defend Sam Gerrard over it because of people pretending like it's a statistic that has any meaning whatsoever. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> lots of stuff to talk about today. We're going to get into the Panthers. We're going to get into Matthew Kachuk. Uh, I think it's an interesting conversation, but I wanted to start here with – I forget who tweeted out. One of the big names tweeted this out on Twitter the other day. The Carolina Panthers – 0-12 oh, in their last three conference finals. Try again. Oh, did I say Panthers? The Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes. 0-12 oh, in it's their really uh, last three finals. more confusing
2: because the Carolina Panthers exist. Yeah, it's a real thing. Not even team. like you just mixed them up and, oh, whoops, I made a, I made a monster. Yep. Yeah. That's a real Wrong
0: thing. Sport. Wrong sport. <laughs> is this – at what point is it – this is a weird spooky thing that is just happening to Carolina and what point is it like no the Carolina Hurricanes are exactly good enough to get to the conference finals and zero games more.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Could you give that statistic again? I completely missed it with the Carolina Panthers mix up. The
0: last 3 times the Carolina Hurricanes have made the conference finals, they've been swept. Mm-hmm. They're 0 and 12. That's fascinating. Right? It's, it's an weird. amazing streak. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One of those was as far back as 2009, which was a completely different core. But it was, what, 2019? And then now this year for this core to, to get swept in the conference finals. Yep.
1: I mean, I feel like the, the, the 2009 one, that more of just kind of goes, a, like it just adds to the craziness of it. But the, the last two teams, like, I feel like it's honestly just a kind of a microcosm of what the three of us and Megan have talked about with this team for the last number of years where they just, they don't have the horses when you get this deep, when you get this far into the playoffs and you're down to every team is good. Every team has depth. Every team has players at the top of their lineup. Every, you know, If you're this far, whether you, you know, depending on, how you want to classify, like every team's goalie is playing well. They just have nothing that separates them from like the true top teams in the league. They're a great regular season team because you only have to play every team once, you know, at a time. They have good devs. They have good (laughs) goals. It
2: would really suck if you had to play two or three times, the two or three teams at the same time. That's uh, a a scheduling problem. I was
1: going to say, I was trying to like, make the point of like, you don't have to play a series. But I realized halfway through that, I was like, this is just word salad. None of this is anything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, it's, it's quite the underscore, but I do just feel like it kind of underscores that when you get deep enough, this team just still doesn't have a, a Matthew Kachuk that can just take over in the moments when the games are really tight. And he's the, the easiest example to pull on because it just happened.
2: <laughs> it's funny because with all the injury issues with losing Pacioretty at the start, Svechnikov, and then Teravainen for the first couple of rounds, it was like, oh man, the team that can't score goals has lost mm-hmm. a pretty healthy chunk of the guys that they were paying money to score goals for them. Uh, or at least provide offense, because I know Teravainen's not like a big-time goal cool scorer. But it's it's fascinating to me that that conversation today is well the panthers don't or the the, god damn it the hurricanes don't have this guy uh and them getting to the conference finals this year because of the injuries was like wow they did a great job to overcome that and actually get this far and then it was like well now they don't well you know, now that they've been swept, you're, the conversation has shifted to they overcame the injuries to get here too. well, once again, we're talking about the Hurricanes mm-hmm. just not having those guys. And you're like, also true. It's just, it's, yeah, this is the one where I kind of just want to give them a hug and say, you had a really good team and I'm sorry these things happen.
1: I don't disagree with that. Th- this year is a bit. It's different than the last couple of years because they did address the issues and they just...
2: They tried. They certainly tried. Right. You're, Oh, we can't get a, a goal scorer. All right, we're going to go get Max Pacioretty completely for free from Vegas. Mm-hmm. Knowing, hey, that you're rolling the dice here with a guy that is a great goal scorer but has had a lot of injury problems the last few years. Those injury problems unfortunately crop up and become the dominating factor there. Yeah. And then losing Svechnikov when they did, it was just like... It felt like their title hopes died the day that Fetch got hurt, but they did such a good job in the postseason, getting to where they did that. It was like maybe they've got it, and then it was like nope.
0: Well, then
1: what is it with them too? Where like high end goalies, like they they have two what I would consider to be good goaltenders, like a pretty clear cut one A one B type situation. And it just never really seems to make a big difference for them in the playoffs.
0: I mean, I guess my question for them is, what's next? Do you just try and run it back with this team again? You're, you're pretty clearly incapable of getting past the conference finals at this point. Do you say, hey, we tried. It was a, it was a good stretch, but it didn't work.
2: How do they go forward from here? Well, so we know that they missed out on the Kachuk deal last year, but did they ever? <laughs> this is, yeah, it hurts a little more today uh, than <laughs> the day he got traded for sure.
0: No.
2: Uh, but this is this is a team that they have cap space going into this offseason. They have cap space. They don't have any like enormous decisions to make uh, right away. They just. They've got prospects, they've got draft capital, they've got cap space, they've got everything that they need. They just need a little bit of courage. They need they need to just decide, we're winning a bidding war. We're just yeah. going to. We're just going to win. Now, you can understand why they lose out on the Kachuk thing. When Florida's like, hey, we're slapping down Huberdeau, mm-hmm. you're going to have a hard time as Carolina beating that. You know, you know, Even if you match it with the Marty Neches, it's not that great, right? right? But when they when they add a Mackenzie to that deal, it becomes very very hard for them, yeah, to to match that deal. But so I mean, it's a
1: hundred point NHL score and a legitimate top four defenseman.
2: Like it's a yeah. it was a blockbuster for a reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know we are you can you can you can understand where they were coming from and not winning that bidding more. But at some point, that is an organization that needs to stop coming in second place.
1: Because weren't they in on Eichel as well?
2: Yeah, they've been in on a lot of guys. And it's one where you just say, look, you need you need to get this right. Gotta
1: you overpay. You need to go out
2: and yeah. you need to, you know, you need to convince somebody, even if you overpay and you lose you lose the press conference. But if you win a Stanley Cup, that's the point. You know, they, they have the kind of young players, they have the kind of cap space, they have the draft assets. They've got everything in the cupboard there to make that kind of move. They just need a little bit of courage to say, we, we can overpay for the, if we truly believe this is the guy that gets us across this finish line. It's the final piece, you know, go get a Patrick line, type, right? Like Mm. just go, go get yourself a goal scoring monster from somewhere. I understand teams are not in a hurry to give them up. I get it. But at some point, you've got to stop messing around with Jordan Stahl as your second-line center. The guy gives you 45 points a year. He's a wonderful defensive player. But mm-hmm. he's a really, really good 3C, and he's a really low-end 2C, especially at this point in his career. You, you They should be in the market for Mark Shifley. You know, all mm-hmm. the guys that we've talked about, they should be in the market and say, We're going to make that play. We're going to make that gamble. We're going to be the team that steps up and pays the price for this guy down the middle. That makes us better
1: to, to a different extent. You can almost kind of liken it back to abs 21 off season when they acquired Darcy Kemper. We all felt like that was like, gosh, that was a little rich for who you went out and got. But again, it was, they were in a bidding war and they said, we feel like this guy does make the difference. And they paid what they needed to pay for him. Number one they, hole
2: on their roster at the time. Right. They filled and, it.
1: And they hung a banner, you know, <laughs> 12 months later after doing that. And so it, just kind of to your point, it sucks when you have to do it. And it doesn't feel great in the moment. But if that's what you truly think you're missing, and that's the difference. I like the two names that you specifically called out for them. Line A or Shifley. Like
2: du- Dubois, Elias Lindholm. Right, who right. They drafted, you know, like. The same conversations that we're having in Colorado about a 2C, go have them in Carolina. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. should be having those conversations. You do need a goal scorer. Like, uh, and, and this 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 comment in, in chat about maybe some patience is needed as well. They've been patient. How many more times are, are they gonna are they gonna run this same exact group back? without throwing a lightning rod into the middle of their roster and say, we tried something drastic. Look, getting Max Patch ready for free, that's just good business. Mm -hmm. It was totally worth that gamble, even if it cost them $7 million that they couldn't then turn around and spend elsewhere. Fine. But they need need to bring that guy back on a million-dollar deal or a PTO, you know, something, run it back, try it again. But they need to spend some assets to go and get somebody – that they are confident can be a difference maker for them, and I just, I, you know, it last year with the Brent Burns thing, great. I, I love their off season. Burns ended up being a great fit for them. That's just not what they need more of now. They're good. They're full. The blue line is full. Stop. <laughs> go out and get. Go out and get a, a an impact forward for you, even if it's just just a two C like a Mark Scheifele. Uh, who could play behind Sebastian Ajo. Uh, they just, they need, they need, they need a change there. They need a little extra.
1: Yeah. And, and see, this is a group where like, you know, cause we had the conversation whatever that was last week about Toronto and, and you know, in terms of on the ice, can you run it back? Should you run it back? Like they're in a very different situation because like, they're you know, there's, they're, they haven't found any success in the postseason. Like this Carolina team, like I'm with you, AJ. I, I don't like. I don't think you need to tear it down and restart. You need to add to what you have. It's it like the the numbers are telling you you're right there. You're just missing something. And not every team that goes through this kind of thing can say that. It's not like they've had these like brutal disappointments where they've underachieved. It's like no, you just they've run out of racetrack and they're just not good enough. This is a group that needs to keep it intact. Plus yeah. they don't need to tear down and an uh, restart
0: a uh, sidetrack conversation here, but a question that mm-hmm. pops into my head with this team of the last decade or so best team not to win a Stanley cup, Carolina, maybe Vegas, maybe Dallas, San Jose sharks fair. The old Sharks score.
1: I mean, Vegas, Vegas is definitely, I mean, this is their fourth conference finals in six years.
0: Yeah. like I, I mean, I, I, you know, this year's not over yet. They still have a chance to do it this year. Yeah.
1: I okay. mean, they're up there. They're up I, there.
2: For my money, it's San Jose. Okay. Just
1: going Fair back enough. to win 2013.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it would be a decade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I would, yeah. I mean, I would say the mm-hmm. those middle Sharks teams, yeah. those in like the late teens, 15, yeah. 16, 17, 18, those teams were.
1: Well, and the craziest part about those teams those is they got to one cup final.
2: Yeah, and then got rocked. Mm-hmm. They did the they looked, thing that Pete DeBoer does. Like they they were like badly overmatched by that Pittsburgh team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that was the that was that's been kind of the weird part about the West though, right? Like Nashville built up that great core, that whole team. They go to one cup final. San Jose gets one cup final. St. Louis gets one cup final. The Abs one cup final. Dallas Vancouver. one cup final. Vancouver yeah, Vancouver for the, years. with the Sedins, Yeah. One yeah. cup final. Like outside of outside of LA and Chicago, who won multiple titles, the West has not really given a lot of repeat business like Vegas, Vegas going to its second cup final here in the last six years will be the first time in a while.
0: hmm That's an interesting point. Competitive uh conference, to say the least. So just a, an interesting thought I had while you guys were well, talking about
1: then, Carolina. I'm sorry not to – but, but you, just, you, you mentioned Nashville, which is interesting because I feel like of those teams that you just listed, a lot of them have been kind of like – it's been disappointing because they've been really good teams for long stretches. Nashville is the only one that like – man, that was a really quick rise and fall. Yeah, Yeah. N- Nashville swept Chicago – Went to the Stanley Cup Final, won the President's Trophy.
2: And never <laughs> really and then, made noise, and then that was it. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's true for it's true for Winnipeg when they had that really good core when they had Line A uh, mm. and all those all those guys, and then their roster got a little too expensive, and they had to they had to move on from uh, from some guys, you know, Andrew Ladd and. That defense that they had built with Truba and Tyler Myers, uh, Toby Enstrom, like those guys, like that was like a one hit wonder. They, they had that one really, really, really good year. And then they, after that, it's just been like a steady decline since then. Yeah, uh, And so it's kind of been interesting to see the West has not built sustainable when like Vegas is about as it, the Vegas is as sustainable as it gets. They've consistently, yeah. they've made the postseason, They've won rounds. They've been in the mix all all of the years, but two, and one of them was the cross check to the I, face. I, I was so. just about
1: to say that they're minutes away from winning Game yeah. Seven and moving on, and who knows what happens there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I do like um, uh, Neil's comment of DeBrin cat to Carolina. That's exactly the kind of thing that they should be looking mm-hmm. to do. All right. Well, go and go and get somebody that can put a puck in a net for
0: you, man. You should be going and making sure you're looking good, either on the golf course or just in your daily life with Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel merchandise of DNVR. You can go to PinsAndAces.com today, use the DNVR code, and get yourself 10% off your order, or 15% off even. Look at that. Even you a better deal at pins uh, They got everything. They got polos. They got hats. They got pants. They got cleats. They got uh, the liquor stick. They got the beer sleeve. If you want to be the coolest guy on the golf course, you can go grab those. Put those in your golf bag and then you're serving everybody drinks and everyone loves you. Uh, you can, it just makes you look good. All their stuff is dope. They have dope merch left and right. So go check them out. Go take a look at all of your options over at pinsandaces.com to be looking fly on the golf course. And then, yeah, I I imagine they cover golf cart accidents, too, if you're not (laughs) at fault. Bacchus and Shanker, call 222 today to get your consultation set up and get a consultation for free. If you have a case, they'll take it on for completely free. They've got you covered both ways on that one. You pay nothing until you win your case with Bacchus and Shanker. So they've got you fully covered, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a golf cart. If it's a car accident, even if you're not driving a rideshare situation or you're on a bike, if you're injured at work. They aren't paying up. That's what Bacchus and Shanker does. They get you what you deserve. So go hit them up today. Call the two number or check them out at coloradolot.net. Set up a consultation. Go get yourself some money that uh, that you've earned. I mean, it's a tough way to earn money, but Bacchus and Shanker's got your back. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We're getting into it now. i have already seen it in the chat. I've already gotten a couple of tweets on my tweet of the show. A lot of people still don't like Matthew Kachuk.
2: Uh, yeah, I felt like you were baiting people with this title. <laughs> I might have been. I might have been a little bit. Not going to lie. But I think a lot of people have.
0: I'm not going to say change their opinion on the guy. AJ, I know you you loved him before this. Uh it, but he's stepped up to the plate, right? This playoffs, he's proven he's the superstar caliber guy, not just in the regular season, but can get it done in the playoffs too. Does that make a guy more likable or does that just make him good?
2: think it just makes him good. But... Okay. Uh,
1: I mean, I guess, yeah, Brad Marchand is the ultimate litmus test for like, yeah, you people can still hate you despite how good you are. Cause I'd like to say that it makes you more likable where it's like you go from being like a rat to a pest, you know, where it's like, Oh, he's a pesky player as were before. They're like, Oh, he's just a rat. But
0: I don't know if it really makes that big of a yeah, difference. I, there's at least a little more respect there. Cause you're like, yeah, well he's a pest, but at least he's good. You know? Right,
1: right, 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 right. Yeah. At least uh, he contributes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how to feel about it. Like I, do like Matthew Kachuk as a player quite a lot. Um, he hasn't done anything egregious in these playoffs.
1: So like- I-, I was just about to say he's good at or every year he's better and better at towing the line. Where you know, he doesn't do anything like outrageously malicious. And he doesn't lick people's face, you know?
2: Yeah. Man, that was weird. He
1: doesn't he doesn't cross check people in the face while they're on the ground.
2: You know, he's done
0: less of that lately. I'll put it that way. <laughs> right, right, right. That's it. that
1: was why I qualified that a couple times. I was like, the older he gets, the longer he's in the league. With every passing game, he's getting there. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I I do love that. I, I mean, like he. <clears throat> he's really seemed to like just embrace this run and the underdog thing. And the, I, I mean like the conversation that, that, you know, has come up now in the last 48 hours about, is it Bobrovsky or is it Kachuk as your, my yeah, cons- front runner? Um, I mean like he, he truly has, I don't remember the last time seeing a forward in the playoffs, like put a team on their back quite like this, where I mean two overtime goals an assist on the game winner and then a game winner with five seconds left. Like it's just, that was an all time clutch performance in the Eastern conference finals.
0: Yeah. It's hard to certainly argue with the results that Matthew Mm. Kachuk has put up as it looks like Dallas could be eliminated as early as tonight. So that would take rope hints out of that conversation of a potential cons my target.
1: Can, can we pause really fast? Just because Megan and I talked about it yesterday. I don't know if you, yeah, the, the Jamie it. Ben thing, just your guys' thoughts on it, especially now that we know the, the amount of games
0: I had a game five. I don't think it was enough to be honest with you. Uh,
1: I, I understood why they didn't go more, but I'm with you. I, I saw that and I was like, he is extremely lucky that that's only two. AJ, the same?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the, his explanation for it was, to be honest, it's offensive.
1: They, they should have given him a game for that.
2: Yeah, straight up, man. Um, <laughs> like, like just, just be honest. Just be like, you know what? I was being a piece of shit. You know, I got caught up in the emotion of the game, and yep. I did something yeah. reckless and stupid, and I, 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 I hurt a guy, and I'm lucky. You know, we're all lucky that it wasn't worse, and... I take responsibility for my actions. Not, I was trying to use my, I shouldn't have used my stick to land on his fucking face. It right. So, it was so <laughs> offensive, dude. I, I
1: didn't, like, I, I don't think anybody would have, like, everybody understood what happened. Yeah, yeah, you were out there on the first shift, you got caught up in the moment, and you did something really stupid. Right. You should have just said that. It was the first shift of the game. I got caught up in the energy. I, I, I made a bad choice referring to it as an unfortunate play it's like, yeah, like bro
2: like we understand you you're down 2 nothing uh you've given up you you've down 2 nothing in the series you're down 1 nothing 10 seconds into the game right, <laughs> like right. you're big mad and you go out there and you did something wildly reckless and dangerous and as captain of the stars had that happened to the guy on the other side this explanation that you're giving right now would not be acceptable it's, from Joe. Right?
0: I I mean, it would be more acceptable if the way it played out was a little bit different. But one, you already knocked him over with an extremely late hit already, like before the problem. And then you looked at him. On camera, you see the gears turn in your head yeah. and you see you make this decision that he's going to do this. And he the, cross-checks him in the neck. Like
1: The, the one that I pointed out when Megan and I were talking about it was, I was like, had he just gone down, you could maybe buy. Oh, he didn't know, but you literally, to your point, you see him like reload. You see like talk talk back to, to follow through. And it's like, dude, we, we all have the replays. You
2: look down, you're going and then your arms come up. It's like, we all saw it. There's no there's no room for interpretation here. Right. Fella. This isn't like the Kale McCarr thing where you're like, well, what's he doing? Like, where mm-hmm. is where is he looking? What's happening here? Like, there's not like you just straight up smoke this guy. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and I've seen this opinion on Twitter and,
0: and in the hockey sphere, a lot of like, oh, haha. Well, one game's enough because then they'll be eliminated. And that's a really I get it's funny. Yeah. Whatever. It's a really dangerous opinion to have because that's going to create situations where teams are going to be down three Oh, and they're just going to start hurting people.
1: Well, it's, it's like the AJ, his idea with the penalty where it's like, what's to stop you from two hand tomahawking a guy and breaking his stick in half in front of the net with two seconds left. Like there is no, there's nothing discouraging you from doing that. So to your point, Ruto, I was happy. and, And I'm also happy to see that it's two games that if they are eliminated tonight, he has to sit out the season opener next year. Like I yep. I like that. Because again, it's there's real life consequences to this. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. I just that was one of the first well, I mean the Petrangelo one was bad, but like McCarr, Eberle, both of those, however, you felt about the hits, the suspension, the lack of suspension. I think everybody agreed. Neither one of those were malicious. Neither one of those. The dude was trying to injure a guy that looked like Jamie Ben was trying to injure Mark Stone.
2: Well, and and again, this, it comes down to, you know, uh, he wasn't, but he thought he was. McCarr was trying to make a hockey play. He was trying right, to make right, a play right, on a guy yeah. he thought had the puck. Um, Eberle, it's, it's again, it's the puck carrier. You know, Cogliano's fiddling around with it in the boards and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what Ben does, and this is where I draw my line of like, how bad do I think something is? It has nothing to do with playing hockey.
1: Well, so I, I thought yeah. about the
2: Buck
1: Sam Gerrard Gir- right. injury in the second round last year. And Rudo, I think you and I have talked about this. We're like, yeah. we were saying like that, that to me was a play where, and I think it was Barbashev, right? Yep. Yep. That was a, I'm trying to get the crowd into it. And it was an unfortunate result on Gerard. We've talked about it. I thought that was an unnecessarily violent hit from Barbashev at the time. It's predatory. It's predatory. But at the end of the day, by the book, it's a clean hit. It's a hard, heavy hit. You caught him in an unfortunate situation. If Jamie Ben wanted to wait for Mark Stone to get up and get in his face, shove him against the boards, face wash him, draw a crowd maybe you still take a two minute penalty but like that i could buy your assertion of like oh i'm trying to get my team going landing on a guy by cross-checking him in the face twice like, well <laughs> behind the
2: play at this point right. like you're
1: not Th- that's not getting anybody going that's not getting the crowd into it that's only putting that's only harming your team
2: i didn't yep. understand why he did it it's entirely selfish he just red misted it yes. and did yep. something dumb and,
1: and, and I then, hope they and, get swept tonight, and he has to sit out to start next year. I hope that's what and they, happens.
2: And then, and then the part that kills you: this is the captain, and this dude is revered right. by Dallas fans. He doesn't talk to media, and then yes. when he does, he yep. gives the most cowardly fucking response imaginable. Well, and just, he
1: seems it, annoyed that he's up there. Yeah,
2: like, the whole the whole thing sucks, dude. The whole thing. You're just like, you know what? Just, just, just go away, dude. You know, just take your take your suspension. We'll yep. see you next year, okay? Like, just get out of everybody's. Just get, just leave. Just be done with that. You, you've, you've, you've been a, a good story this year. Uh, you know, uh, a major bounce back uh, on a personal level, and captaining this stars team that didn't have this level of expectation coming into the season. And instead of taking accountability for, I love Devin's tweet about it. When Landeskog, after the Landeskog offside thing in San Jose a couple years ago. Yep. Landeskog stood there and ate it, and said, "That is on me. I need to Jamie be. Ben I need to be better.
0: Yeah.
2: I need. I, I. He took accountability and he owned it, and he's worn that with him. And Jamie Ben hid from the moment, and that's all you need to know. There are moments in life that we all face where your character comes out, that yep. who you are at your core comes out. He had a full day." Not only did he duck the media, but he had a full day to think about what he was going to think about or what he was, was going to say to the media when he finally did have to face the music. And that's what he came up with. The whole Actually. thing was an embarrassment, man. And whatever, whatever respect anybody had for that guy around the league should be gone. Because it was, it was it was a garbage incident, and every piece of the follow-up was just pure coward.
1: Dude, I'm just I'm watching it again. I've got, I've it's got you know, just it's, looping it's just right here. It's, it's so yeah. bad.
0: Um, I'm I, I, sorry. I, I didn't mean
1: to derail us fully. No, I, I just no, good I wanted you guys'
0: thoughts on good it. Good conversation. Fine. I, I want to circle back, though, and this segment with and I get the finals haven't been played yet, so this could change, but at <clears> this <throat> moment, Kachuk, Bobrovsky, Jack Eichel, Who are you taking for Conn Smythe? Gosh, I think those
1: are the three, right?
0: Maybe Mark
2: Stones on the outside. I don't know. For for right now, it's Bob. For me, okay.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's Bob, and it's Kachuk.
0: Yep. And then it's Eichel. Agreed. Two games ago, it was Bob. Today, it might be Kachuk for me.
1: Yeah i mean and to your point the finals haven't been played yet so we'll see it happens yeah. but i mean like that that's as good of a four games as you can play for matthew kachuk like that that was yep. that was an extremely impressive series from him it's just there's something equally as impressive if not yep. the slight edge happening behind him the only every reason
0: night. Kachuk's getting those game winners is because be- Bob
2: is giving up literally right, one right. goal a game, <laughs> yeah. which they've, they've been they've been outshot, outplayed, outchanced, whatever, quite a bit in this for like a team that's in the Stanley Cup final. They've been on the wrong end of those in a fair number of games, yeah. uh, and that's why I've got Bob just ever so slightly. Bob is right there, mm-hmm. but the the final, we'll see. Any, a long way to go. Any thought of Aiden Hill in that conversation? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would have him just below. Uh, I would have him just below Michael. All right. Ahead of stone
0: even. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. On that note. We are brought to you by the people over at Foco. You can go get your bobbleheads over there. Uh, I you know, I recommend the Avalanche ones or maybe the Nuggets ones. Good ones to get right now with a DNVR code and get 10% off at Foco.com. But if you're a fan of any sports team, they got you covered not just with bobbleheads but with licensed apparel. Uh, all sorts of cool stuff, whether it be like pins or Crocs or their uh, hoodie jacket t- towel sheets. Yes, I don't know the name of it, but you know, they've got tons of cool stuff. Go check it out. Uh, again, the apparel's licensed, so you get official team merch and things like that. The bobbleheads are, are sick. I think Jesse has one behind him somewhere. I don't know. Maybe, uh, they're over yeah. there. But yes, uh, yeah. yeah, they're just out of frame. Slacking. Uh, we have a bunch down it. at the bar, too, of course. So if you see those on set, those are the Foco bobbleheads. Highly recommend you go check them out at Foco.com today with the DNVR code. And we're also brought to you by Shady Rays. Make sure you're looking good. It's the summertime, basically. I mean, I know technically it's not summer, but it's starting to get warm. You're starting to go outside. You're starting to do stuff. The, the days are getting longer. Make sure you got your Shady Rays on so you're not staring into the sun and going blind without your sunglasses. You can go to ShadyRays.com today. Use the DNVR code and four. The weekend, uh, the Memorial Day weekend, you get 35% off of all sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. They also do have the two pairs for 50% off if you want to buy multiple pairs. But if you're looking for just one pair, 35% off sunglasses, just straight up with Shady Rays. Go check them out. Try them yourself. They're rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, If you're local, they also have a brick and mortar here in Park Meadows Mall. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And I I wanted to expand this conversation about in the NHL playoffs, what makes a team a fan favorite? Because I think assuming Vegas gets it done against Dallas, the vast majority of people are
2: rooting for Florida, right? So, I think it's a combination of things here. um a team that does not have much of a history, has never won it before um does not have an incredibly annoying fan base, plays a style that is fun to watch and has one or two like star players that are easy to watch game after game after game okay i think I think you need I think you need all of those factors because. Uh, you have like if if like a Toronto were to go deep, lots of people will jump on the bandwagon and be happy for the long suffering fans there,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but there's also a lot of people that'll be like anybody but Toronto because that that fan base is just grating. Yep. It's it's incredibly annoying. They're they're just wildly obnoxious. Sure. Uh, in their in their general presence in all things. And that's that's where it is with Vegas. I think people would be a lot more excited about Vegas, except their fan base has been so awful uh, over the last couple of years that they they took the Vegas versus everyone to heart and ostracized the entire NHL as quickly as they could. And
1: here here's what I will say, though, alone. in slight defense of Vegas fans. And this is we talk about this a lot. Twitter versus not on Twitter.
2: World.
1: Yeah, I've had I've been to several games at T-Mobile Arena, and I find the fans there to be very pleasant.
2: The atmosphere is crazy, man. The, the crazy atmosphere is fantastic.
1: And seriously, like I remember, especially in those first couple of years, and and again, they've been around for six years now, so there's some fans that have hardened and stuff like that. But they really were just like, we just think this is awesome, and like we love having a pro team here. And like the way that they, cause I remember I talked to people about, are you guys excited about the Raiders? And they were like, no, we love the Knights because they're our team. They're ours. Like they're, they're, they're from Vegas. We don't want like some transplant team. And like they were, I've had very different experiences with Vegas fans in Las Vegas versus the Twitter fans, the Vegas fans that you see, online and shit like that because the ones online really do they got that first year of success and it was like
2: it's not really anything special about an online fan base being annoying they <laughs> right, all are right, right. it's like somebody in chat earlier asked about a couple of dallas fans throwing trash under the ice like those people are idiots mm-hmm. it's not it's not indicative of an entire fan every base. fan there's base a, has their idiots there's a couple sure. yeah. of drunk assholes in every single crowd if you think that's not true then you're delusional. You're lying to
1: yourself. I mean, Nazem Kadri even, you know, was, was a big enough person to be like, I know that what's happening here. Isn't representative of all St. Louis blues fans in the city of St. Louis. It's a portion of them that are idiots, the biggest idiots in the world, but it's a portion of them. It's not all of them.
2: Well, and, and the anonymity of online allows you to just say whatever you want. I mean, I had a, I had a, a great example of this, uh, I posted that really wild cat friendly thing yesterday. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw it. I think yeah. so. Um, just some crazy stuff, right? And you got people that just confidently, just confidently go onto the internet and say whatever they want. Yeah. Like, this guy tweeted at me today that uh, Landy only has one knee now, um, which is why trading him wouldn't make sense. And says with Val's story knowing Bettman, he will make sure that he never plays a game in the NHL again. What story? Yeah. Huh? What story? What if what? we what if we concocted at, here? At, 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 what, how has, is Gary Bettman involved? Has he, has he ever like done
0: anything to well, keep
1: I, I, people I, from playing I, was s- <laughs> I was gonna say even if there was some crazy story, what track what Gary Bettman track record are you referring to?
2: Yeah. So, like I said, people go online and just feel totally <laughs> confident to say whatever the hell they want. Uh,
1: I, 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 I do... I want to see Florida win for a couple reasons. One, what you were talking about, AJ, and, and the part that I, I do feel for, because you mentioned like the people that would be happy for the long-suffering Toronto fans. As much as people want to dunk on them, like, there are longtime Florida Panther fans who haven't seen any success they have to they, you know they go to an empty building on a lot of nights like this is a franchise that is just the league wide punching bag them and the coyotes every year it's just it's just a dunk fest on these organizations so i think it'd be a lot of fun for the florida panthers yeah. to win a stanley cup kind of overcome the little brother in florida thing uh and to be really fun on the back half of this run but then My other part with it with Florida is it's just like who the hell like would care? Like who would who could possibly be upset by the Florida Panthers winning the Stanley Cup? Like I I seriously think if the Panthers win, it's just like a fun summer for everybody. It's like, ah, let's see what Matthew Kachuk does with it.
2: I could I could understand. Vegas fans you know. being met. Well, like the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the teams they beat, but also sure, sure, sure. But also, like, a, like a Toronto, like they, you know, like they've never, they've they've not won a Stanley Cup in 50 years. You know, you're mm-hmm. like starting to get to be a really, really long. Time. It's not like a normal, like, <laughs> hey, you go 20, 30 years, like it's. I think that's a pretty normal cycle of time to go in between championships. uh, Going 50 years, is like that's a long time yeah. you're starting to get into it man like you're starting to be like <laughs> oh my god you're not, is... you're not
0: talking about like people in your fan base are starting to die without
2: their life cycles are starting to go by not like yeah. there's a little bit of crossover here like you're starting you're starting to get like people who were live the last time toronto last won one are starting to get there you know and you like yeah yeah, exactly. And you're like they're start. They're on the back nine of their lives. They're not almost dead, but <laughs> you know, like they're in the latter stages of life, and
1: they're close to retirement. If nothing, this
2: else. is a this is a franchise that didn't even exist for a lot of that time, and then showed up. And like this is this this is their second Cup final.
1: Well, see, but what you're saying there is exactly why I think that people would have way bigger issue if Vegas won because it's like it's too 6 early. years, two yeah. Stanley Cup finals, well, four conference finals for Florida. It's like they had the they had the Colorado Rockies 2007 run to the finals in 1996 where they got smoked
0: and then yeah. never again. And,
1: and then, then they just been, they they've been bad. Like they've been bad since. Save for a couple like <laughs>
2: The Rockies have been better since you know, 2007. <laughs> right. Since the Panthers have been since 96 until the last two seasons.
1: And, and so like there are some of like the, you know, 30 something, 40 something year old fans of the Florida Panthers who probably became big fans in 1996 that like it would be fun to see that group of fans have some success, have a, have a banner uh, and all that. And then really just like the Bobrovsky and the Kachuk story is just great. Like it's just uh, it's it's great theater.
0: Do wanna very quickly hit on some breaking news. I don't know that we'll have a ton to say about it, but as reported by our own Megan Angley, uh Sampo Ranta signed a two year deal with Moto uh, in the Swedish hockey league. Really yep. so disappointing. <laughs>
2: yep. So I
1: saw that it's five really minutes ago and I was like Sigh. Are we not talking about it because like none of us just really care that much?
2: No, it's just that there isn't a lot to say. It's disappointing right. because that's a guy that they had they had higher hopes for. And it's a guy that you wanted to see him play out, a, you know, a number of years. Uh, he's had some injury issues. He's had a couple of NHL looks. It's not like he's never been given opportunity. Um, so I ultimately, I think that this is, you know, they'll retain his rights. Uh, he yeah. was uh, he was an R an unsigned RFA going into the summer. I think it sucks. It sucks for the organization. I think it sucks for him. So I think I, I think say- it sucks for him that. That he, you know, he he gave the AHL a couple of years and then took his ball and went home.
1: So I I was going to say, when you use the word disappointing, I feel like that's applicable in a couple different lights here. It's disappointing that he left the organization. I also think what you got out of him after a really encouraging college career was a little disappointing. And, And then what you just said there at the end where it's like, dude, you're 22 years old. You played two years in the American Hockey League with multiple NHL call-ups, including some playoff games, and you're just like, nah, I don't want to do this anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't even hit 100 AHL games. Right. Well, I guess, counting those first, that when he first left college, he barely breaks 100. So it's, the struggle just, there is he you can't say he didn't get the opportunity right it,
0: of, of the 16 NHL uh, guys he got he had a 10 game NHL yeah. look in his his first full year pro yeah well I mean
1: the comment says I think this will set his development back I mean you're almost kind of punting on that like him doing this is saying I'm, just, I'm not really developing anymore I'm just going go a play prospect man anymore SHL yeah. yeah I'm just I'm just going to go be an SHL player. And and the comment right before that said one less trade chip, you're right, but unfortunately I oh, really? I do think right. I, I think he was getting towards that Shane Bowers section where it's like you felt really good about this guy as a prospect. Had you traded him two years ago, he would have had some value. But that was like he would have really more been like a fourth piece throw in on some type of deal.
2: Yeah if yeah, even he uh, would have been, he would have been like luck. that 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 b or c right. level prospect that right, like right. like a team is like hey we like this guy we'd like to take a chance on him and the avs are like yeah cool if this gets us the deal done are you serious yeah we're going right. here. Right. um so uh, you know uh, for me i think it's i think it's disappointing um especially because as the avs need depth you know the ABS are going to need like I'd be willing to bet you that a number of those eagles that that come back on RFA deals see the NHL next year and he just took himself out of that. Yep.
1: I was going to say that. I mean that that was kind of my that's just my thing like looking at this is why would
0: he do this?
1: You know what I mean? Like unless yeah. the dollar figure is significant for Moto, which I can't imagine it's He'd mind blowing
0: throwing millions and millions around. Right. Right. right.
1: Like, you know, maybe it's more than what he would have made in the a next year, but
2: I, like, I just, is. I, I
1: outside of that, I just don't really get a reason why he would do that. Given the organization he is, um, again, just the, the call-ups he got relative to other players with the Eagles. It's just a really weird decision by him. Honestly,
2: it's disappointing, man. It's just dis- it's disappoint. It's a disappointing mindset that, uh, that we see. So,
1: Especially because really, man, sucks. At, at the beginning of the year, like I, I really did, I thought very highly of, uh, you know, his mindset and the way he was, you know, kind of going about his business at training camp. And this is what I'm focused on. Um, and, and your point edge of this does just kind of seem to fly in the face of a lot of that.
2: And they'll keep his rights. He's 22. They'll keep his rights for the next five years. So if he goes over to the SHL and absolutely pops off, if he wants to come back, he has to start here.
1: Like if he's homesick, yeah. okay. You know, I'm he's, never going to criticize a guy for that, but he's
2: not from Sweden. Also, <laughs> he left Finland when he was 16. So yeah. this is not this is not right. like Christian Vesalainen, who got drafted in the first round and badly did not want to leave Finland. For Manitoba. He was you know, playing like, in the
0: USHL at age 17.
2: Yeah. yeah. He left when he was 16, so it's not uh, – if, if if he's homesick now, yeah. it's a weird time. See, Ma- Martin... but, everything about it is disappointing and weird, and it just – it sucks. It sucks for the abs. I think it sucks for him, and it's great for Moto. Good for them, I guess. Yep.
1: Martin Kaut was my guy that I, I'm expecting this summer to do the homesick, go back and play in that
0: league over there. This summer, I think he'll give it one year in San Jose, and then we'll see. But
1: think so. Yeah, he yeah. just he he strikes me as the ultimate. I would rather just play close to home. I candidate. I agree
0: with the take, but if he thinks
2: he has a real shot to yeah. play in the NHL next year, I think he'll he'll try. But I, yeah. I, 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 agree. I hope he does, especially especially for the rebuilding team. I mean, they gave him looks at the end of the year, and he scored goals for them. Yep. it was
0: mm-hmm.
2: their their usage of him honestly was kind of weird because he was productive for and them. They in still like, sent him back down, and they kept yeah. they, they kept yo-yoing him. Yeah, it was very weird.
1: See, that is the thing about him. Like, I, what is it? What is it about him?
2: I don't know. We don't need to have this conversation. No,
1: no, i know. I'm, I'm, and that's more rhetorical than anything, but it's just like, it, it is just weird. I don't know if any of us can answer that.
0: No, for sure. It is certainly weird to say the least. Um, I just the breaking news of the day. It's one of those things where I think, especially people like AJ, I and Megan are super disappointed about that. And the
2: average avalanche fan will continue not caring about Sam Ranta at all. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here if you just look at the guys that we would expect back just from you know, I mean, they they've got uh, Olauson, they've got uh, Foodie. you throw in all the college guys that they had, uh Pavel Polan, uh you have Ben Myers in front of him. I mean, there's a num there's a number of these guys that it would have been it would have been hard for him to climb over all of them. Mhm.
1: It's disappointing because of what we felt like his potential was coming out of college, but what his actual pro hockey results,
0: 22 points in 58 games this last year in the AHL, it's not great. You wanted more offensively out of him for sure. It was just, it's disappointing. Really, really sucks. Yep. Uh, we can, we can move on. I, I, don't really have a ton other to go over on on today's show other than uh, if it if it does end up being Vegas Florida
2: who you guys got Vegas uh, I've got everything is bad and evil in the world
1: I've got Florida just because they Really have the twenty twelve Kings vibes to them now, where it's just like nothing's gonna stop them. They're rolling, and they're just gonna close this out. But conventional wisdom says
0: Vegas. I'm taking Florida unless Destiny. If if yeah, Team of Destiny. You know I've been on that bandwagon since round two, Uh, but if Game One happens and Bob looks shaky they're in trouble. Bob has to continue to be the guy for them to have a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: All right. I, I'm good. Any, any how, final thoughts from you two? How cool is it that Latvia uh, made the medal round for the first yeah. time ever at world? Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's been a weird world. We all looked at the USA roster and we're like, so, you guys are taking this seriously, and huh? And motoring right along, yeah. Just cruising along, winning games.
0: First
1: ever undefeated uh, round robin for, for USA, the US, yeah. which I thought was insane. They've never gone weird. undefeated through the fucking preliminary round at the World Championships.
0: Very weird tournament all the way around, yeah, to be no honest. Kidding, with dude, you. No kidding,
1: dude. No kidding.
0: Anyway, I I, I I really do appreciate that I don't have to care about that tournament during the current cycle of the Colorado Avalanche. Right, right. I used to cover that thing in depth every year. On what? The How did Miko do? Doing?
2: I actually don't know. Like, haven't been paying attention to it at all. No, that's I that's saw so. like three highlights, and that was it. <laughs> Uh, we can look it up real quick.
1: Dennis Mulligan had a sick goal. I don't remember when it was, but yeah, I saw that highlight. I, yeah, yeah. and I was like Denny the many. Good for If him. Florida
2: wins, will it be one of the most impressive cup runs in history? I no. I mean, in terms of the teams that they beat and the points that they had that year, going through the it all time is... the all time Bruins it's... team. I made a short about this the however many wins or however many points Toronto had. And Carolina was also a division winner. Like, yeah, I I would say sure if they do it, it would be four of the
0: top five teams in the NHL by points that they beat. The only one not being the devils who lost to Carolina. So
1: I I think what would make their like the, the part of their run. That's the most impressive is that since the time they were down three to one to the Bruins, they've lost once up until this point, obviously we'll see what happens in the final, but like, yeah, that's that, crazy. That, right. That to me is the part especially given the what you guys were just mentioning the competition they were playing in terms of regular season seating. Like they did not get a cupcake walk to the final and they've lost once since game four of the
0: first round. Yeah, they're they're twelve and one. Right. If something crazy happens and they go, or rather 11 and one, uh, if something crazy happens and they like sweep Vegas in the final two mm-hmm. and it's like they go 16 and one or something,
1: because then than those first then...
0: three losses, that's crazy. Yeah. Then
1: you'll have knocked off four of the top yeah. five teams in the NHL or three of the top five, whatever you said, and then the winner of the Western Conference. Like that's a straight juggernaut of a lineup that you just knocked off. Yeah. Uh, Miko Rantan was seven games, no goals, eight points, four penalty minutes.
2: Only four Dude. penalty minutes. Good for him. He was like, I shot too much this year. I'm only <laughs> passing at Worlds. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, I like that the uh, the regression happened at Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. We're going to wrap up
0: today's show. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us on this one. Just talking a little bit of playoffs, a little bit of interesting Florida Panthers conversation there. We will be back tomorrow. It won't be a live show because we are interviewing Chris Peters uh, in like 10 minutes to talk yeah. about the abs draft pick and and where he sees a bunch of guys at 27 who the abs could particularly target so be sure to tune in to get some draft thoughts on it tomorrow's show 1 p.m here on youtube or you know on whatever podcast network you might use which do any of you use anything besides spotify and itunes because mm-hmm. We we were trying to come up with like third podcasting networks the other day. And we came up with a few old ones that like we're not even sure exist anymore.
2: Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how Stitcher and uh Podbean. Yeah, podcasts and Podbean. I don't know how those are doing anymore.
0: (laughs) All right. Someone still stay in Stitcher in the chat. We appreciate all y'all and we will talk to you on the next one.